You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. A Monday podcast. The week anew as we start out. What is up, man? How are you? Oh, oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, you wanted me to remind you uh, during what? the warm-up show. You said, hey, remind me huh, for wait, the don't podcast. Know. Wait, let me think. Let me think. We All just right. did this four hours ago. Yes, just four hours. Really, five hours ago, actually, because we started at five. Remind me. And I was telling you what I did this weekend. I was like, oh, Jerry, I did my taxes. I got nothing. And then you said, oh, remind me that I watched a Woody Allen documentary. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then something else on Netflix, I think you said. Yeah, I watched the Bee Gees uh, Oh, the Bee Gees documentary. documentary. Both of those are HBO, actually. Oh, is this true? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I watched Two HBO documentaries. (laughs) So what now to me... The Woody Allen Mia Farrow documentary, which is a four-parter, last night was part two. You saw yes. part one. I was disappointed. I thought two parts were out already. So when I went to find the second one, I actually had some time. I was disappointed. This isn't something that I think that I would think you'd be interested in. The Woody Allen one? Yeah. I'm interested in it from the fact of I have known about Woody Allen and I've known about the allegations or rumors or whispers, whatever you want to say, that have mm-hmm. surrounded him. Yeah. I never knew the whole situation um, with Mia Farrow's daughter that he was involved with, and I certainly wasn't aware of the daughter that they raised together, that they adopted, and I was just, wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Um, so, yes, I was interested from that standpoint, and it hooked me in pretty quickly, to be quite honest. So you're intrigued for parts two through four? I am, because there was so much crap that was said about him in one that I cannot imagine where this goes. Um, and and also the fact that the people they spoke to, if this is a conspiracy theory, I mean, they had, I don't know, I mean, that the babysitter is in it as an older, you know, guy, she's probably our age now, I guess. Um, it just seemed like the footage and the, the people that they spoke to is a little much to, I don't know. It's like, if it walks like a duck, it's usually a duck. This one seems, this is tough. Yeah. It's interesting with documentaries is who all is involved. It's like when we did the Craig documentary, all of us were involved, Sure. right? So it wasn't people that didn't know Craig that were in it. These people in this Woody Allen one, I was surprised at how many people are in it, like you said, the family members, the yeah. direct family members, uh, people who grew up with them, friends of those uh, children, uh, babysitters, as you said, 
uh, neighbors. Like it was, and then what's weird is the amount of like home movies that they yes. they have. I thought the same thing. Like there was one scene where there was a home movie of um, them swimming in the pool in Connecticut. Yeah, and like Soon Yi was right there with with Woody, but she was like a kid. I know. It's I so know. odd. It, the whole, I actually said to my wife when I was, because she wasn't interested in it, but she would pop in and out once in a while, see, you know, if, the, if we're still going. And at one point I said, can you believe, you'd be stunned. This is, you know, whatever year, these are the, it was the 80s, I guess. When was this? I think so. 80s or 90s. Something like that. Like how many, how much home footage do you have of video? I, I don't have much at all, if no. anything. And it's almost like they were documenting so much. Do- How do I say that? Document- documenting, documenting a lot. Yeah. So much. Nailed it, Jerry. No, I didn't. Um, that they ju- It was almost as if they were you know, putting together evidence. I mean, even the fact of, how about the one where the camera looks in in the bedroom and he's on the bed with the girl? Like, what are you, what are you filming? Right. Like, I, I don't know. I just there's... Some people, when they first got video cameras, would just film stuff. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to pick up the camera and just walk around the house with it. Oh, I guess. I suppose, You know, you're probably right. I guess we're just it's so foreign to us, at least when we were growing up. And now, everything with the phone. I don't I don't video much at all. I, I video my kids playing sports. That's it. Yeah, more of a take a photo. Right. Yeah, these videos I don't go for. So Woody Allen right now is 85 years old. He married Soon Yi in 1997. Which is unbelievable. It's amazing that they're still together. Yeah, so 97, so that's what, 24 years ago? So he was 59. Yeah. Good Lord. No, he is that right? He was 59. I don't know. He was born in 35. So let's do the math. Yeah, 59. I always, 59 years old. At that time. They're still together, though. So as odd as that is, she's got to be how old then? Asuni, she is. Let me check this, Jerry. Jesus. She is fifty. My gosh, she went to Drew University here in New Jersey. Are you aware of that? I was not aware of that. Uh, I she's did not know 50. that. Fifty. Wow. She's fifty. Man, oh man. Relationship with Woody Allen. I just. He was just such an unusual. At least he's depicted as such in part one. Just such an unusual human being. How about how yeah. about the core? I couldn't believe, like, you know, you think about the way things are now with the way dads get involved. Well, she wants to have kids, and I said, go for it as long as I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Go In some ways, it reminded me of uh, mine and Gina's relationship. We both have um, our own homes that we go back to. Me True. and Woody, me and Woody Allen, and Gina and Mia Farrow. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll maybe. Listen, I'll maybe interact with the kids when I want to, but when I don't, I'm out. And then yeah. she felt this Mia Farrow, I guess, felt like, wow, I have uh, at the time. I think she had five children, some adopted. Yeah. Who wants to date me? Oh, Woody Allen does, so I better go by his rules because. Yeah. What are the chances anyone's interested in me? I didn't realize she really wasn't a big star yet. Like she was like, right. she was doing work on Broadway, but I don't know. I, I'm interested. I'm very interested in part two now. I always found Mia Farrow to be a bit odd as well, but okay. l- less odd in this documentary than I thought. That's fair. Like I, I, I thought she was a little odd, uh, but then doesn't seem as odd as I thought she would be. And I was, I was always a big Woody Allen fan. I, I like the Woody Allen movies. Yeah, see, I'm not. I don't find anything funny about what he's done. He's 90 minutes in and out, you know what I mean? Like, he's in yeah. Mess Around. I do. I just, like I said, there's nothing. I can't come up with a movie that I find good. Yeah. 
I just whatever. I even like his later movies have been very good. Like, give, give me what is his best movie? Uh, probably um, uh, Annie Hall. Right, which I never saw. Doesn't even interest me. Annie Hall, Manhattan. I thought uh, I thought Match Point was very good. That's with Scarlett Johansson. It was a very non Woody Allenish movie. That one I don't know. Okay. Um, there's a bunch. Like I, he would put one out a year. Is kind of what he was doing for a long time, long time. And I would always watch them because I always uh, enjoyed his awkwardness. I'm actually looking at Woody Allen top movies right now, and I, yeah, I just none of them. And, nothing. And, and I also thought when all this Woody Allen stuff was going down years ago, I was always like, eh. I don't know. I was still able to separate Woody the filmmaker because I wasn't sure whether Mia Farrow was just mad at him for something. Sure, this looks and was like making it's a stuff more than up, that. but yeah, like you said, in a documentary like this that's on HBO, the fact that they have so many people directly involved that are in the documentary, he seems like a creep. Honestly, yeah, it seems a little odd. I don't know that he is, but he sure seems like a creep. Speaking of that, though, you talk about making a movie every year. The one thing that from the Bee Gees thing that got me was the fact that they were putting out an album every three, four months. They said. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they could come up with a song in an hour. I mean, that's yeah. unreal. Also amazing how their career, the Bee Gees, they went from being a Beatles-type yes. band to yes. being a a accidental disco band to Great being songwriters. Yeah, really. What a What a career. Car- and I didn't know they were all dead except for Barry. I didn't realize yeah. that. I didn't even know Andy Gibb died. I remember Andy Gibb passed. My sister, Debbie, was a very big Andy Gibb fan when she was a kid. I know okay. there was Andy Gibb posters on the wall, Andy Gibb iron-on T-shirts. Wow. What a shame. Well, it sounds like if you don't have HBO, you got to get at least a trial to bang out some of these uh, documentaries. They're on a nice little roll, HBO, with Those the documentaries. Are the, and the Tiger one. Oh, the Tiger Woods one. Terrific. Right? That was on yeah. HBO, wasn't it? You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's like three in a row. Not bad. Really good. Not bad. I found a series on Netflix that I started watching and enjoying. It's called Canine Intervention. And it's very similar to The Dog Whisperer that's uh, been on Nat Geo for many years. Uh, this guy is a uh, this guy lives in California. He's Muslim. He uh, lives in Oakland, grew up in Oakland. And he rehabs these, uh, you know, like aggressive dogs and things or, or just... Um, Either aggressive dogs or dogs that have very bad behavior problems. Right. But very similar to the dog whisperer. And I started thinking like, you know, the dog whisperer was very popular, but he's he's almost like disappeared. Like I don't hear from the dog whisperer anymore. I don't <laughs> see dog whisperer things anymore. And now this guy slid right in. Yeah. New I, dog whisperer. I can't add to this because I never knew of the dog whisperer. I only had heard the phrase. I never saw a show. Didn't know what he looked like. Didn't know who he was. What he did. Uh, I'm out on this. I mean, oh yeah. So these are just people that like they call like when they have a, a problem pet. This guy deals in dogs, like a dog that bites people. Aggressive. It's a lot of aggressive pit bulls and German sure. shepherds, and but then also little foofy dogs that are very aggressive. Foofy and dogs. It's amazing how these people now they don't claim to talk to the dogs like. Um, the dog communicator that I spoke with does. Right, right. But they learn animal behavior and what the signs mean and why they might be interpreting situations various ways. So, Well, that sounds like that makes sense to me. And this guy, I forget his name, and I should have had this information, though, for this canine intervention. 
an interesting guy too. So his his interesting life is also part of it. It's a fun series. It's uh, they're only thirty minute episodes, some right. less than thirty minutes. Pretty All cool. right. I'd say check it out if you're if you've run out of things on Netflix like I have, like while I'm waiting for my next murder documentary. I'll be honest, probably not going to do that. You're going to bail on this. But did you think you'd go watch a Woody Allen one? Uh, As soon as you mentioned it, yes. (laughs) I did. It was interesting to me when you were talking about it. That actually interested me, as as did the Bee Gees. Yeah, like I'm excited. Like right now, sitting on my DVR is the the part two of the Woody Allen thing. Like I am going to settle in tonight, like and look forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to go log into HBO. I think I'll try and do it today, All um, right. if I can find an hour. I do have Rutgers, Nebraska tonight. And by the way, oh, how about, Rutgers. What time is that tip off? Seven, seven, seven o'clock. And we're doing it from the football stadium. We're not. I didn't go to Nebraska, obviously. Yeah. And that decision wasn't made until like late last week. How about this? I would have been panicked if I went. So this is according to the New York City Division of Transportation that just came out a little while ago. Mm. We are expecting winds <laughs> gusting beyond 50 miles per oh. hour tonight until 2 a.m. No, here. Here? Until 2 a.m. It's It basically says open restaurants should secure all outdoor furniture and be prepared to take umbrellas and tents down. It is going to be brutal tonight. And I'd be sitting there. If I saw this on Twitter now, like I'd be out there now. Probably, let's see, yeah, I'd probably be doing the COVID testing with the team right now. I would be panicked right now because of what happened to me last week. It was like, all right, that was the one right. screw up in five years. I can't have another one. If I saw this, I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. They also issued a warning for thin men walking thin dogs. You might get <laughs> blown away right in the wind. They might get, they get blown right in the ocean. I saw the warning. <laughs> Don't put weights on your ankles. You may never come back up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nuts, huh? Yeah, so that's good you're missing that. Uh, yes. So now I got to figure out the tournament next week. So whatever. I also did my taxes this weekend and, you know, I had been living in an apartment for the previous three years. Yeah. Uh, but I had owned condos in the past, so I was familiar, you know, that you get the, the tax break with the mortgage uh, interest and the, uh, <laughs> and the real estate taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I was still so confused by this. So, uh, yeah. So evidently. Trump changed this. The Trumpster? Yeah. This was like the first thing he did. This this murders me tax-wise. So I didn't. I wasn't aware that when you pay income tax, like we we pay income tax in New York because we work in New York. Right. We pay state tax, right? Right. State tax. So, and I didn't know in the past, like I didn't know you write off state taxes as like uh, that's that you could get a tax break from how much you pay in state taxes, which I guess has been going on forever. Okay. But you also got to write off your real estate taxes. And your mortgage interest. And your mortgage interest. The mortgage interest is still in there. Nah, but it not much comes off, dude. And they've made it so that if you if you make 10 I think if you pay you're only allowed to write off $10,000 <laughs> including your real estate taxes. And your income state taxes. Dude, it's, I'm telling you. It's a killer. I have gotten murdered the last three years in taxes. To where, and my, my, my accountant's going to shoot me because he's, the last couple of years, he's begged me to change my, my W 2. Yeah. And so I didn't the first year. So finally, middle of June, I, and this drives you nuts, I filled out a new sheet. 
And I did, instead of like changing my dependence, I just put in for additional withholding that right. would total what I would owe. Correct. And, be, and it was a weird year with pay cuts that we took, no bonuses. I, my paycheck yeah. was a little effed up last year. So I thought that all this money was coming out. So I looked at my, when I got my, my, uh, my double, what is it, W-2 you get at the end of yeah, the year? Yeah, W-2. I'm like, where's the extra withholding? Like, I don't see it. So I emailed my our guy, Steve Grosso. I'm like, you know, can you help me out with this? So he forwarded it right to finance at Intercom. The woman writes back, yeah, no, you filled it out perfectly in June. You, you know, we've deducted this, 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 and this. You should be good. No, no, I went and looked at it again. They did not deduct it a dime. Hmm. So I owe another just <laughs> absurd amount of money that I, oh, dude, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I know. I was all excited. I was like, oh, uh, instead of renting for seven of the months, Jerry, I was in a home. That means nothing way to, anymore. Way of the tax breaks come rolling in. There are no. Now. That's why. Explain no. to me the, the benefit of owning a house now, other than know. building up equity. Okay, right. fine. That's it. But, but, it's but. It's no but, tax breaks. The fact of upkeep on the house, to me, offsets all the equity if you add it up over the course of the years. Right. You you rent the place, you pay your rent, and they fix everything. Correct. I mean, I holy crap. It's unbelievable. It never, yeah. I, I just. I'd have to, Whimsy, relax. We're earlier yeah, than usual there. Relax over there, dog. I would I, I would have to go back and check, but I am almost. Who was that? That was me yelling to her oh, to geez. zip it. <laughs> I would, oh, I'm almost certain Trump was the one that changed that as soon as he got into office. Oh, I am going to find that Trumpster and put him in a headlong chair and give him a noogie right in his orange head. Now, I got, forget owing. Nine, ten, eleven thousand dollars in taxes. I got yeah. significant refunds every year. Oh yeah, I used to count it like a savings account yeah. to me. I'd be like, "Here's four grand." Not the last three years. Nope. Oh God, help me. So yeah, yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, that that was a bit of a surprise, Jerry. Yada yada yada. <laughs> I owe money. By the way, Gina, we're not going out to dinner tonight, <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow, or for or the tomorrow. Next month. I've got to make up some uh, some things. Get used to rice and chicken. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked. I was like, "What in the world?" Uh huh. What yeah. in the hell? Not good, man. Not no. good. All right, good. Take the dog out. All right, Jerry. Let's do. Oh, you're hosting tomorrow. I am. With Tuesday Sal. and Wednesday, you're hosting with Sal Licata. As Boomer and Geo, I think they're going on vacation together for a few days. Couples getaway. Couples getaway. Good for them. Maybe they can and, have a Moroccan massage. Uh, we'll still do the warm-up show. We will. And uh, you'll do the rest. So you got a couple busy days in front of you, Jerry. A couple busy days. I'm looking right. forward to having Sal, though, because when he hears the Steve Cohen quote about his money running out, yes. <laughs> uh, Sal doesn't take kindly to that. So that should be fun tomorrow. I'm looking forward to uh, Sal co-hosting as well, Jerry. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, the warm-up show is next, yes? Enjoy. So? No, it's terrible. So? Are you okay? So? Your throat good? So? Oh, it's good, Jerry. Oh, my throat's awesome. See you, dude. Okay, bye. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jerry, 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And we really do try hard. Couple of minutes after yes. 5 o'clock, beautiful weekend. Here we go. We start a new week, Monday morning, New York City. Me and the Eddie Scazzeri sitting here, you there. His name is Albert Stanley Dukes. What's up, Al, down in Bradley Beach? Good morning, Jerry. I was just thinking, like, if I was a rock and roll lead singer, and I wonder where you stand on this. If you were rock and roll lead singer, the lights go out, right? On Broadway? No, you're you're the, 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 the club you're playing in. Okay. Let's say this is like a club, like Stone Pony or something. Right? All right, I like it. Club Benet uh, back in the day. I'm ready. The club Benet, absolutely. So yep. the the music, uh, the regular music's playing. The music gets cut. The lights go out. The crowd's like, "Holy cow! The show's going to start." You come out with your band. You're the lead singer. Yeah. What What do you? What's the first thing you say into the microphone? Do you go like this? Are you ready to rock? No, that's too cliche. What? Uh, where are we? Uh, we're in, uh, uh, let's say, Asbury Park, New Jersey. I think I got a yell for Asbury Park. Would you say, Asbury, Asbury Park, can you hear me? Yeah. <sighs> I would like that. And then, and then get you, them on their feet. And then you, well, there's no chairs in there. Ow. And then you would be like, <laughs> one, two, three, and then kick your band in. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like that. Now, would you open with your best song? You can't open with your best song. I don't know about the best song, but you have to open with a very popular song. You, you can't gotta, open with something new that they've never heard of. Right, and it's got to rock. Crickets. It's got to rock, Agreed, too. absolutely. Right, you can't play your single because that you save for later in the show. Right. But you can't play a dud. Like, like you've if you're the Eagles, you can't open with peaceful, easy feeling. No. You'd be like, ugh, okay. You got to open with like already gone. Absolute, absolute peaceful, easy feeling. Nice song. That's when you let people go to the bathroom. Right. That's mid set. Good song. So you would open with, you would you would ask whatever town you were in if they were ready. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. And then you'd kick in your drummer like. Yes. Exactly. That's good. That would work for me. I would like that. I'd appreciate that. I always like, I've seen the Chili Peppers, I guess, four times, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they open with the can't stop. I mean, all four times I've gone, they open with the same, which is great. Yeah. Good little riff. You don't know they're up there. Then you see some activity. It's dark. And then, bam, here we go. Pretty good. Yeah, I love when they put the lights down and then, like, you see some activity yes. going on. You're like, oh, my gosh, what is going on over here? Like, we are getting started. Yeah, like when I used to see the Smithereens a lot back in the uh, '90s. Sure, they used to uh, the all the lights would go out, and then they would blast ACDC for those about to rock. Oh, I like that, and that's when you knew it was time to get ready to rock and roll. I Jerry. miss concerts. Me too. I actually want to see Halsey at the Art Center this year. Halsey. Yeah. I don't think I know a single Halsey song. Yes, you song, do. Jerry. Yes, yes, you 100% do. Do you think she'll go, <laughs> Homedale, New Jersey, are you ready to rock? <laughs> no, I don't. Get on your feet. <laughs> I don't I'm Halsey. So. I don't think she'll do that, though. No. Mm. <laughs> right. I would think, to my, it's funny, my wife said the same thing over the week. Was it maybe Friday night? I had said that I saw the concert lineup that me and you were talking about last week on the podcast. And I said to her, I'm like, I want to see this concert. She goes, who's that? I'm like, I promise you, you know who she is. And I played a few songs. She goes, oh, I know that one. Oh, hey. and I know that one. You would too. I like that uh, both PNC Art Center in Jersey and Jones Beach in Long Island, they generally have the same yes. bands. Yeah, same show One or two differences. Usually. Sure, absolutely. I spent the weekend, Jerry, doing my taxes and testing out an air fryer. So to air, say I didn't, I'm not uh, into the air fryer. I have either. one. I, I do not like it. I don't care same. for it. A lot of work, a lot yeah. of cleanup, and I'm, a, all and this I'm stuff. amazed how people are just think they're the most amazing things. Yeah, they're really not. I agree. I'm with you on this one, Jerry. Ours is I back wanted, in the garage. I wanted to be into the air fryer because Boomer was talking about it on Friday show. Yeah, 
and I was actually smart. I was going to see my parents this weekend, and my mother said, well, take this. You know, she ain't using her air fryer either. Right. She said, well, borrow this one and see if you like it. And I don't know. It is just too much of a cleanup. With I the, agree. The baskets, multiple layers, like forget it. It's not for me. I just I stick everything I'm in out. the. We've had an oven in our kitchens for how many years? I it know, does why are we pretty much to the same thing. Right. <laughs> why reinvent? It takes up the biggest space in my uh, the kitchen. Yeah, that in the refrigerator. You're right. Yeah. Yep. That'd be like going like um, uh, instead of using the refrigerator, what if we just got a cooler and put ice in it? Well, what we is this? Honeymooners? Did they do that? They had an icebox. Oh, because they had no actual uh, electricity back in the Well, they had electricity, it was, but it was very... It was expensive. It was, yeah, I mean, well, it was expensive, and they were poor. They lived in mm. a... Right? I mean, that was the setting yeah, of the apartment. Yeah, they were poor. They didn't, right. make, they didn't make much money. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let me start off with a, few, a couple of baseball things here, Jerry, to whet your appetite for a Monday and Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete Alonzo has quit social media. God, you know what? God, after the day I had with it yesterday, God bless Pete Alonzo. He says he, uh, quote, wants to live in real life. He's right. This this social media is such a cesspool of crap, it's not even funny. Yeah, and he wants to have a nice clear head for baseball season, Jerry. I like the move by him. Yeah, you tweeted out a picture of like, hey, it's the weekend. Here's some tequila. And then all people cared about was the cup. You <laughs> I put tell it me in. about. Yeah, so I want to punch what? them in the face. So we were, I wasn't around Friday, so I couldn't, you know, have the Friday night cocktail like I usually have. So Saturday was a beautiful day and did a lot of stuff around the house. And I did clean the garage. And then five o'clock, whatever time it was, I decided it's time for a Casamigos cocktail. And I, listen. I'm not interested in washing the glass afterwards. I, whatever. And people will put it in the dishwasher. Eh, whatever. I, I, I Grab a red Solo cup. Have a drink. Whatever. I'm an adult. It's fine. I got murdered for that. People acted like you were what some sort of... What is wrong with you people? Frat guy for using a red Solo God cup. God almighty. The red Solo cup is the greatest and easiest thing to grab when you're just having a quick drink. What is the big deal? Plus, it's like the star of a summer barbecue. Like, Enough. God. And you t- you tagged me in the post, so I got all of the people I'm yelling sorry. at you. I got those I, as well. I know. I, but, oh my gosh! I wanted to. If I could have individually, me and Pete Alonzo, who's dropped social media, if Pete would have uh, come with me, and we could have showed up to all these houses and put people in headlocks. <laughs> polar bear. If the polar bear could put them in a headlock, and I could give them noogies right in the head, would have been would've, awesome. Oh, we could have video. Where's Izzo? We could have videoed it. Oh, I would have done it to every single one of these punks, Jerry. Man. So I'm Pete Alonzo's out. Good. We should be out. You know what he said to social media, Jerry? So peace out. See peace ya. out. I'm, I'm with you. And I do yeah. apologize for tagging you in the one about the temperature. I that I didn't mean for that to go in the direction it went, so I deleted that one too. Oh yeah, yay. Eddie, My I put goodness. I posted yesterday on Twitter. I and Al, would you not say it was about as optimistic? And a happy tweet on a Sunday morning. Would you agree with that? You Yes, very happy and optimistic, all Jerry Recco. All I wrote was, you know, mild temperatures, baseball starting in spring training, mm-hmm. and people are starting to get vaccinated. Maybe we've turned a corner with, with right. a question mark. That you was know, very positive. Just some optimism on a Sunday. Optimism. Now, listen, there were certainly some a lot of very positive you know, tweets back, but yeah. boy, were there a lot of negative ones. And like the first two or three I read... We're, we're just miserable. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Smile for once. And then I retweeted a guy, and all I wrote was, you know, you must be the life of the party because he pooped all over the tweet that I sent. Yeah. And then people attacked him, so I deleted that one because I felt bad for the guy. 
Like it's enough. Uh, this whole thing is enough. So you're saying let's all join Pete Alonzo? Yes, I get this off. Is what it. I'm, this is what I'm saying. We should okay. all get off it. Yes, I agree. What do you oh. think of this move by the Toronto Blue Jays media? Hate it. Hate it. Hated it. Yeah. The Blue Jays, Jerry, have become the first Major League Baseball team without a dedicated radio feed. They are simply using the uh, Rogers TV simulcast. Which is terrible because it, a TV broadcast is not the same as a radio broadcast. Now, perhaps they can make it as such if they know that that's what they're doing, but this sets a bad precedent. It's not good. And I didn't read the entire article. Maybe you I did. did. Is this just for the games in Florida? Or no. when they get back to Toronto, they're keeping it that way? Because I figured this, they didn't want to travel the guys for every single game and keep them in Florida. Well, it looks as though they were using the pandemic as the reason, hmm. but they plan on doing this for the year. Not All good. Games. You know, as someone that does radio, it's not good because, I mean, I, there are certain sports you need the play-by-play aspect of it. Baseball, I suppose you could get it like... I guess if you simulcasted Gary, Keith, and Ron. Yes. I mean, Gary was a radio play-by-play guy before he did TV, and a lot of his calls are still radio style, if you will. Out of here. But I don't know. It's just it's not good because they're two different things. Yeah, I have wondered that. Like, would I would I like to listen to Gary, Keith, and Ron driving around? I think you would from this aspect. They tell a lot of stories, as, do, as does Howie. Um... But you do lose out on the actual play-by-play portion of the game. Because they can talk through a play if you're watching it. And like a rant, like a routine ground ball to short. They really don't have to say anything if they're in the middle of a story because it's a routine play in a regular Major League Baseball game. Nothing crazy happened. You're watching it, so they could kind of continue with their story. On radio, if you kind of continue with the story, you don't tell us what happens. Oh, it's the end of the inning. What? 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 what the end of the inning? Where the outs come from? You didn't see anything. So it is different. So I could see you enjoying listening to them because you like their personalities, but I think you'd be a little, you know, flustered with what in the hell's going on in the game. I would be the worst. Like if I was in charge of and I had to do budgets for things, I would be cutting everything. I'd be like, Yeah, let's just put the radio let's put the T V guys on the radio, no traveling to games. And then you get bigger uh, bonuses. And then I'd get bigger bonuses, yeah. Like I would use the the excuse of the pandemic to cut all sorts. I think of a costs. lot of people, a lot of people in businesses have, they really have. And then I go to my boss and be like, "Look at these cost cutting moves I just made. No more radio broadcast. We're taking the TV feed. No more travel. No more reimbursing meals." You know what you lose though? You lose precision and you lose quality. You can do it for sure. It's like anything, Al. You can, you know, you could take a retail store that's got thirty employees, let's say, on the floor at one time. I mean, a big store. I don't mean a mom and pop shop. A mom and pop shop. You could cut that down to sixteen. You'll survive. Store will stay open. People will come shop there. But boy, you're going to piss up a lot of people off because you're, right. you're not going to work, you know, as you should. It just doesn't it doesn't flow, and you're not going to have the customer service. And you're looking for help. There's no one around. You know, you can do it. You can operate that way, but. Not the way you're, to do it. You're right, because sometimes you go into like the big supermarkets uh, or the bigger, like the chain stores, and there's like one or two people working the checkout. Sure. And then you go to like a smaller place, like you go to Dearborn Farms in yeah. New Jersey. There's a, a what's the- uh, They have ripe bananas. What's the orchard place I like to go Delicious to? Orchards on Delicious Route 34 Orchards. They also, yeah, they also have a supermarket. You go there, they've got 15 people working the counters. And how, does, and how is your experience when you go? I will pay more. Yes. 
to go and have an easy checkout. That's out. exactly right. And so that it is done in a prompt fashion. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, not for nothing. And I don't mean to give anybody ideas here. But if you cut me out, cut you out, and then substitute someone for Eddie, Boomer and Geo are still going to do a show every day. They just do not, are. Do not, not going to give them. I'm not give them ideas, them Jerry. Ideas. My point is it's not going to be the same show, but they'll be fine. But it's not going to be the same show. Right. You know, so you can right do it with it. almost anything. And how much can you cut before it makes the biggest difference? It Jerry, depends on what, what your competition is, Al. What will be the straw that breaks the camel's back? All right. When, what, in which direction are we going here? Um, like the more you cut, you will survive. But right. at so some like in, point, in Home Depot, final you, cut. In Home Depot, you can't go with the store manager and two employees. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's Who's going to cut work. the wood? <laughs> Who's going to point you to plumbing? <laughs> that's that's right. There is a num. There's probably a minimum number they all know that they can function with. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of how far over the minimum do you want to go, and what kind of customer service and customer experience do you want them to have. Well, the Blue Jays think you'll be fine dealing with I, the television broadcasters on your radio. They, and they might be. I don't know. I just, is, it's like I said, it's a bad precedent to is set. Is Toronto a big baseball town? I think Toronto is like most baseball towns. When they win, it's a huge baseball town. And when they don't, there's no one at the Rogers Center. That's I what see. I think. So maybe that's what they're I mean, what do you think? Going with. What do you think average attendance? Well, last year's not good. So let's go 2019. Blue Jays average home attendance. You have any idea what that number would be? I'm going to say they they averaged uh, twenty one thousand people, Jerry. All right, I was going to say fourteen thousand. Fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Twenty one thousand. Wow. I nailed it, Jerry. Now look we know you. the reality is that there were fourteen thousand people there, and they counted twenty one thousand. Well, that's listen. Tickets that's, sold. It's tickets sold. Um, so that's one thing you got to always keep in mind. Now, if we do, let's see, if we do that, let's see. When did they when did they win the World Series? 90, what year was that? I'm Eddie Hill, 92? 92. Was it 92? Does that sound right? 92 and 3. They beat the Braves in Philly. So let's see. They went back-to-back in a belly-to-belly? All right, so 2,000, so what would we say? 21,000. 21,000, Jerry. Right? Let's go 1992 Blue Jays home attendance. Um, of course, that's not going to go up as easy. Why would it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. How about this? Let's. Oh, I did find it. 1992 home app. They averaged 49,000. Oh my gosh! Right. They won. They were good. That's the whole point. Damn. Right. And then you look to just two years ago. They're averaging less than half that hmm. because they weren't a good team. So I think they're like most people. Most baseball cities. Five eighteen. Yes. One segment done. Got a couple to go, and then Boomer and Geo with a busy, busy Monday right here on the fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Hey, before we move on, I just want to clear one thing up because a couple people hit me on Twitter that said, you know, Rogers Center or whatever it was, Sky Dome back in the day, open. That's why you got the big bump. I disagree. I mean, yes, the first year or so, 
when it opened in 1990, fair enough. But they were a World Series team in 92-93. That's why you had that. And if it's just about the place opening, 2016, they wound up going 89-73, and 73, and they averaged 43,000 a game. So win and people will show up. Exactly, Jerry. Put a winner on the field. True, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing that happened over the weekend was, uh, you know, on Friday's program, uh, we were playing audio uh, that came from a video of Chris Russo on high heat going to a commercial break yes. where he coughed and then made a noise, which some people said was him blowing his nose into a hanky. Which I was with you the whole time having worked around him. That's the, I knew exactly what that was. Uh, Boomer and I and others thought it was him passing gas. Right. Now, uh, Russo then put out a video that showed him going to the break, coughing, and in the middle of the cough, grabbing the hanky, yep. blowing the nose, so there you go. Yep. But Russo then also commented on how Michigan State head coach <laughs> Tom Izzo— This is amazing to me. —was tweeting out the videos of him supposedly passing wind. Like, at some point, don't we check the profile— but the Tom Izzo was not the Michigan State head coach. It was it was our own digital masterman at WFAN, the guy who puts out all of our videos and all that creative stuff. His name is also Tom Izzo, and he is uh, verified. Yes, and all right, and verified is one thing, but still, you click on the profile, dude. Come on, don't you? I mean, I would say almost any time I'm going to respond or reference something, I always take a look to make sure I know what it is. I always look now when there's a reported story that comes out that it's not instead of Adam Schefter, it's Adam Scherfter, you know, to make sure that you don't get tricked that way. Um, I mean, if you're Chris Russo, someone around him's got to help him with that. No, there are a lot of verified accounts now. It's not, you know, so Tom Izzo, the... A video editing fella here, the digital head of digital dude, he can be verified. He's a in the media company. He's putting out videos from these shows, so he is a verified Twitter account. Yes, not to mention his Twitter name is Tom Izzo WFAN. Yeah, and his tw- uh, come on now. Normally, I see a lot of people during and after Michigan State games uh, will say either words of encouragement to him, thinking it's uh, the coach Tom Izzo, or they'll badmouth his game. But this is uh, this is a new one. Uh, Chris Russo thinking that uh, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo was commenting on whether he passed gas or uh, blew his nose. I mean, honestly, come on, Chris, you're better than this. So that came out over the weekend. Then it had a couple of different write-ups in various. Um, I'm sure it did. Sports blogs. Hey, if they were writing about Mike in the Post, yeah, you know, why not write about it in some blogs? I found it. I wrote when I saw this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You know, I attached the Russo thing. And him talking about Michigan State's Tom Izzo. And I wrote, this is hilarious. Al, even that got pushed back from some people. Are you a child that you think passing gas is funny? What's wrong with you? How old? Guys, listen, it's not about that. It was about Tom Izzo. Just read the headline. I apologize. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, man. All is okay if it ends well, and it looks like it has. <laughs> so then you know, because there were articles written about it, that the actual head coach, Tom Izzo, had to be told what happened in case he was asked about it. Is this now this part of it? That has see. to be. No, I'm saying it. I, I didn't. I'm just speculating. Yeah, well, I would think because you have someone that I know, I, at least professionally, I would. I got to check with my guy Jordan at Rutgers. I don't know how that works, but I know professionally with the Jets, with the Giants. 
everything that's written about them, they have someone that checks every article and they print them out. Yeah, they get the clips. Yes. So I would, you know, that's a good point. Is someone at Michigan State searching the internet every single day and searching Tom Izzo's name in the Michigan State basketball program to see what's being written about them? I guess that's possible. And that was what was written about him. So then you also got to figure that there's somebody in the media department that has to go explain to him also, if he didn't see it, like, uh, Coach, uh, <laughs> if anybody asks you a stupid question about uh, a broadcaster, <laughs> uh, MLB network broadcaster passing gas, ignore it, move on. I'll tell bet you him he knows it. Rousseau. Because Izzo was yes. one of those guys that went on with Mike and the Mad Dog. Correct, and you're right. gone you on with, you're right. with Chris on Mad Dog, or whatever it's called. So, yeah. And there was a time when... Coach Izzo was in studio at WFAN, and our Tom Izzo took a photo with him. And that is his profile picture as they're looking back and forth at one another. (laughs) It is funny. I just think when you look at the Tom Izzo WFAN as the profile name, you gotta, it doesn't take much to look into it. It just doesn't. And I'm going to assume, let me check it really quick, that he actually says in his bio, his Twitter bio, who he is. It does. It says, not a basketball coach. (laughs) This is what it says. (laughs) Yeah. I make digital content for WFAN, not a basketball coach. That's why I'm saying, Al, this literally would have (laughs) taken Chris three seconds to click on the link just to make sure, like, all right, someone's pulling my leg here. But instead it was, look at this, Tom is, come on. Why, Why would Tom is okay? Like evidently he does, Jerry. He's in the middle of a basketball he, season. Hey, listen, with the way his team played against Maryland yesterday, he doesn't care. And he cares about what's going on gas-wise. I don't think so. My God. Some interesting NFL developments over the weekend. By the way, before you move on, should yes. we congratulate the Izzos on the birth of their baby daughter? Oh, yes. The head coach or the digital guy? Um. Oh. Oh, Eddie? Which one? Uh, you know, that's a great point. This is our guy, right? That it was our it? guy. Yes. Digital Tom Izzo, WFN, okay. had a baby. Yes. A baby so we would like girl. To congratulate him and his wife, a beautiful, healthy baby girl. So all the best to the Izzos. When they used to say, like, a beautiful, bouncing baby girl, what did that mean? No bouncing. idea. I don't know. Energetic, I, maybe? I guess. I don't know. That they're, I don't know. A beautiful, bouncing girl. No one said that to us when we had our kids. Well, you didn't have your kids in the 70s. That's a very good I point. Which I think is when it was uh, hot. I guess so. Like, I was born in 69. I've heard that about you. I mean, honestly, the six, like that counts as being born in the 60s. Of course. Think how old I am. It was 69. Even though it was late, September of 69, I was only a few months. I wish I could have held on, held on, held into the womb until the set, until 1970. That would have been a much cooler number. What was the song? Late December back in 63? Late December. Yeah. Oh, what a oh, night. Oh, I watched the Bee Gees die. So I watched two things this weekend, which we can talk about in the podcast, but just okay. to put this seed in your head, I did watch the Bee Gees documentary. All right. And I did watch part one of the Mia Farrow, Woody oh, Allen documentary. Oh, I'm very interested to get your take on the podcast, Jerry. Yes, so we will do that later. But yes, I did watch those two things over the weekend. All right. Uh, in some football news, Drew Brees' trainer posted video of Drew Brees working out and suggested, quote, something must be brewing. And now, I wonder why... So, for for instance, he has not announced his retirement yet, correct? Correct. Okay. You've got a very good team there, whether they're frauds or not. They are a very good team. You see Tom Brady doing what Tom Brady just did. Like, if you're Drew Brees, if you feel good, why stop? Why not give it another go? Why, like, why not? Because once it's over, I mean, unless you're Brett Favre, it's over for the most part. And if you do feel good and you're, and the fact that he's working out, that to me means nothing just from the standpoint of how many guys in their 40s now 
And he is Bray is Breeze was he forty one or is he? 40? Yeah, it's not like Drew Breeze. Even if he was going to retire, is just going to be hanging out no. at home doing nothing. My guess is he's still going to work out most days because he's got plenty of time to do it. I mean, look at Troy. Have you ever seen Troy Aikman's workout regimen? And he is how Troy's got to be in his, his somewhere in his fifties. Let's see, Troy Aikman is how old? A lot of these guys don't stop exercising because they stop playing. Aikman is fifty four. If you Google his workout regimen, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I like Troy Aikman. I can't believe he's only 54. I'm going to be 52. How is that possible? I feel like I was a little kid when he was playing. <laughs> That's how difference. you viewed yourself. Three-year difference? Yeah, you could have been on the field with him. One of the most exciting things, though, from this video, Jerry, is that Drew Brees has a full head of hair, meaning no longer balding. Well, see, I don't even remember. He was balding? I don't he remember. I honestly balding. don't remember. Uh, in fact, the he article- got Roman. Something. He got something because he now has a full head of hair. Four and hems? Uh, he may have gone wherever Tom What's Brady. Zach, do? Zach did the implants. Like they implanted hair seeds in his head. No, they, they did not implant hair seeds. I think they did. He's not a chia pet. <laughs> that's What was it? Plugs? Somewhat. Plugs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. But Drew Brees, full head of hair, <laughs> and they... Chia-chia-chia. Okay. I remember he showed up one day with all holes in his head. The guy, Zach, who we work with, he yeah. showed up, all, and he goes, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've got bleeding holes in your head, but we're... Is that true? We're going to back off. I wasn't here that day. Oh, yeah. I think I was away with Rutgers or he something. He showed up with all holes in his head, and then a bandage wrapped around his head. Like he looked like a pro wrestler. Or, or he just came out of a Civil War battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe Drew Brees went through that, too. But there was somebody uh, uh, did an article about this, of course, Jerry, important news. So they showed the Drew Brees with hair. Then they showed a clip from a press conference where Drew Brees shaved his head with the clippers. Yeah. And someone asked about it. He said, well... The, my teammates were making fun of me because I was balding, so I figured, why not just trim it all off? And now you're saying he's got a full head of hair. Full head of hair. Hmm. All right. Maybe well, he's going to show up to play full head of hair. I guess. Really then you put your helmet people. on and you don't notice anyway. That's true. But post-game pressers, he's going to be looking awesome, Jerry. That's true. He's going to look like Tom Brady. Hmm. Tom Brady, uh, Julian. No, is it Julian Edelman? Tom Brady's reverse aging at this point. Yes, he is, Jerry. Maybe that's what Drew Brees is going for. Maybe Drew Brees was like, you know what? Let me get my hair fixed and then do some workouts, see how I feel, and maybe I'll come back. I, you know what? I do, I do. I really do believe. I forget. Maybe the hair, but I think when you, see, it's one thing to say you're thinking about retiring. I think it's another thing to pull the trigger on it, man. Yeah. Like Eddie and I were talking, actually talking in the break about retirement, and if you don't have an idea, now I know he's going to do TV at some point. I get that. But what else are you doing with every other part of your day? And football is only, you know, a portion of the year. Like, you have to have some sort of game plan because you can't just sit home and stare at the TV. It's no, like, I had that on, when did it rain? It rained Saturday before it got beautiful, and then I went it and did. did some stuff. Yeah, so Saturday morning, I was up early. I was up at 7 o'clock Saturday morning. And I thought I was going to Nebraska with Rutgers. I wasn't sure. We wound up not going, so I'll do the game remotely tonight. And so the weekend went from, oh, I'm traveling to Nebraska, not going to be around, i got to get a few things done, to, wow, the weekend just opened up for me. And I was sitting around like, it's raining out, there's nothing to do. Like, I was bored. Like, I, no, I, no disrespect intended, I promise you. How do you do this every day? 
Well, I'm very busy, Jerry. I take the dog but out for you're walks. you're not. Play around with the piano a little bit. <laughs> Check Twitter. <laughs> prepare my dinner. <laughs> and then and then it's 5 o'clock. Then what? <laughs> then I eat my dinner, clean up, walk the dog again, shower, and get ready for another uh, day of broadcast. You never have a day where you just feel so unpre... Like, I felt... No. And that's why Saturday around... I guess it was whenever the whenever whenever it started clearing, like two two thirty something like that. I was like, "Thank God, I got to get outside and do a project," and I did. And I tore the garage apart, and it was awesome. And that's when I had to drink at six o'clock or whatever time. And I I felt like I did something. Like I sat down, I watched one show on the, I watched one one show on TV. I watched an NCIS New Orleans. I'm like, oh, I can't watch another one. That's it. I'm done. It was an hour. And I'm like, God, I got to do something. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be sitting there at 10 p.m. thinking I just wasted the day. Yeah, I don't ever have that feeling. <laughs> Not I'm, at all. I'll be good in retirement, Jerry. I am ready to rock and roll. I plan on, uh, when I retire, I'm going to go to a coffee shop in the morning, have my coffees. Right. Then go somewhere to get some lunch. <laughs> and then what happens? Take a nap, then go <laughs> get dinner. Day but over. But you're not doing anything. <laughs> So says you, Jerry. That doesn't, uh, yeah, I get. I know we're all built differently, and I really, I don't want to judge anyone, and I'm not going to do that. I just don't know how you can have that mindset of just doing nothing. It's a no judgment zone here, Jerry. It's like a plan of fitness. Don't Don't judge me. I'm with you, but my goodness. All right. Good for you, Al. (laughs) Good for you. 536, (laughs) we're going to contemplate retirement and more sports. All of that, Boomer and Geo at 6. It is a very busy Monday. Here on the fan, don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Ah, but which one? That is the question. Five, and by the way, don't mention the vaccine on social media. <laughs> Get over that. No. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> 542. Ay, ay, ay. Al and Jerry until 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo. That, I can't tell you how scarred I was from yesterday. <laughs> the attacks you suffered on social media, over Jerry? nothing. Over optimism. And a red solo cup. Oh, my God. The red solo cup to me was stupid. That to me, you know what? Get a life. (laughs) Whatever. You losers. This stuff yesterday just, like, bothered me from the standpoint of, can like, there's, and that's why I tweeted you on the one that said, you know, I could give you the time and temperature right now, and people will find fault in that, too. Jerry, they do not want positive Jerry on social media. No, I mean, some did. There were a lot of good positive reactions, but there were a lot that were not. Eh, whatever. Hmm. Anyhow. Jerry, big shout out in heaven to Mr. Irv Cross, passed away at the age of 81. This was, I was, yeah, this was sad. I don't like anyone from my childhood passing away. I don't like anyone passing away, actually. That's true, but like when it's someone from your childhood, like Irv Cross, he yeah. was the NFL. Him, Brent Musburger, Phyllis George, yeah. they were the NFL today. Jimmy the Greek. Jimmy the Greek, you're looking live. Yeah. That And that, for me, if you think about... I would say any sports, there's a lot, you know, you believe in miracles for sure. But when I think about my childhood, that 
phrase right there for what football Sundays meant in my house mm-hmm. was it. Like I couldn't wait for the NFL today to come on. And I know people don't look at the, you know, because there's so much coverage now, it's not as much of a must watch as it used to be. But boy, when I was seven, eight, nine years old, I could not wait for channel two at noon on a Sunday. Yeah, they'd be like, you're looking live, and they'd show you, like, the terrible turf in Philadelphia. You're looking live where someone's going to break a knee today on this concrete. (laughs) It's possible. I'm with Irv Irv Cross. Irv Cross, I I saw in the obituaries, he worked for CBS for 23 years. Yeah, nice run. Pretty good. And then I read in one of the stories, I forget what college, but he was, like, an athletic director or something. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a college I had not heard of. Right. Uh, but yeah, he did that after his broadcasting career. Pretty wild. It played yes, for sad. the played for the Eagles as well, I believe. Yes, Mister. Yes, Cross. I believe so. five or six years. I want to yeah. say two time Pro Bowler. I believe it was. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was our childhood right there. I agree. Yeah. It is. I don't sad. like. I don't like it, Jerry. I don't like it one bit when my child when someone from my childhood passes away. Uh, and yesterday, many golfers so wore red. Uh, wore a red and red and black for Tiger. They dressed like how Tiger would dress. Yes. Well, I, and, and I think specifically those that were outfitted by Nike too. I think. Oh. I think I'm not sure. Like Colin Morikawa won the tournament. He was not in red, but he did. You know, thank Tiger or had something nice. To, I didn't get to see this tournament. I actually would have liked to, but I was not home yesterday. And we got the first uh, words from Tiger Woods since his accident. He said on it Twitter. is Twitter. On Twitter, yes, it is hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. It's going to be something when he comes back and plays competitively again. Oh, and I do, right. I don't know that he'll ever win, and I don't know that he'll ever even be a threat anymore because he is 45. And now with this, I mean, good Lord. But do I think he will play? Well, look, I'm, doing, I'm pulling a malicious. I'm asking my question and answering it. Do you? Do I uh, do I think that he will play again on tour, even if it's just one or two? Yes, I do think we will see Tiger Woods play golf again. And I think when that happens, the, the ovation is going to be. It's kind of like, did you see the Trey, Trey Mancini deal yesterday with the Orioles? I did not. Oh, I I saw something. So he missed very last briefly. Season. Yep, he missed last season after being diagnosed with colon stage three colon cancer. And so yesterday was his first time back on the field, albeit in a spring training game. But he got a standing ovation from both dugouts, and he nice. was emotional. And I think, you know, a little different, but same. You know, Tiger's dealing with an injury. This was a disease, but still life-threatening. And I think you're going to get one of those amazing Tiger moments when he is back. Tiger was – when Tiger won the Masters a few years ago. Yeah. That was a – was that – would you have considered that a long shot for him to win? Oh, sure. It was, right? Well, I mean, a long I, – I guarantee you that your, you know, your odds weren't 500 to 1. I'm sure the odds were actually still – because here's the thing. Certain courses fit certain golfers. It doesn't matter the year. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, you always feel like have a chance to win because they just play the golf course well. Um, and Tiger's won it so many times. So I don't know what his odds were, but I also would tell you he wasn't a 2-1 to one favorite. What would you say the odds are for Tiger to win one more Masters? Oh, boy. After this? After this. That's what I'm betting on, Jerry. Boy, I I would say somewhere of like four or five hundred to one. He, I mean, his legs were crushed. That would be crazy if he if he wins a Masters. Yeah. I mean, I even compete in one. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I could definitely see him playing in one but not playing very well. Hmm. And I think it'll be emotional for him to get out there and just to prove to himself he can still do it. 
but to win or compete, I don't know. This is this was really serious. Now, that having been said, Alex Smith came back and played NFL football. Now, a little different because Alex Smith, it was the one leg. I think for Tiger, he's got he had major injuries to both. So it is different. And you want to tell me if Alex Smith can come back and play at a high level in the NFL, Tiger Woods should be able to hit a golf ball. Sure. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Hmm. Do you think right. there are odds on that yet? Um, Tiger Woods, mm, let's see. Could be, Jerry. Odds mm. to win Masters again. Masters. Masters. This after this. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. These aren't updated, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't think you could put those out there yet. Well, I was just wondering if there's a prop bet. Like you just brought up, the, after what's happened, could you bet on Tiger Woods to win a major golf championship again at some point? But that would be, you'd have to go digging to find mm. that. I would bet on that. I never I never consider Tiger out of it, Jerry. Well, most people don't. He is different. There's a more talk about to Russell Wilson. Uh, there were reports that Russell Wilson thinks Pete Carroll and the Carroll sons answer to no one over there in Seattle. Probably just ownership. The New Orleans mayor has made a pitch for Russell Wilson. I guess she didn't see the um, video of uh, Drew Brees and his new hair working out, uh, trying to get uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Ciara to come to New Orleans. Hmm. That would be an interesting one, no, Jerry? Well, we talked about that Friday. It's the perfect place for him. And the New Orleans mayor stepped in and said, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the Seattle mayor stepped in and said, keep your eyes off Russell But what happened to Drew Brees? I thought we were just talking about that 15 minutes ago. We were, but I think this all happened before the the Drew Brees hair workout. Maybe the New Orleans uh, mayor of New Orleans isn't aware. I like aware how that... you're calling it a hair workout. I, I <laughs> called it that he was pushing you know monster tires around with new hair. Yes, with new hair. Yes, of course. Well, I listen, think... if Drew Brees retires, that's a good place for Russell Wilson. If in fact Russell Wilson is going to be moved, maybe this is all a ruse as an advertisement for the hair place. They're like, look, be. you you could even work out in your new hair. It could be. What did we talk about all day on Friday? Well, not all day, but how many times we mentioned Mr. Potato Head on Friday? Yep. Potato Head. Potato head there are those me. that believe that was a ruse just to drum up business and, and interest. Listen, we're not selling as many potato heads as we were before. Let's drop to Mr. and Mrs. and spark some controversy. And Al, that was on every... I would bet you that was on every news story yes. across America. Because it's fun. Like After you do like, this person was shot, this person was murdered, this person was kicked onto the subway tracks, and you go, and Mr. Potato but, but it's Head. Not fun. It's actually not fun. It's controversial. I mean, there are people that were annoyed by this. The point is, the entire country heard about Mr. Potato Head over yeah. Thursday or Friday. I That's mean, CBS Evening News was talking about it. Tom Brokaw. I don't oh. think he does that, and he was NBC, not CBS. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Mm. Is that your Tom Brokaw? The only thing I can, uh, the only impersonation I could do with Tom Brokaw is when he says the town of Lilyhammer. All right, I'm ready. Lilyhammer. What are you doing? <laughs> you sound like Eddie talking through the mask. All right, here, we'll do this real quick. Eddie, on the count of three, you're going to say Lilyhammer, and then Al, after he says it, you say it the way you okay. just did. All right, ready? One, two, three. Lilyhammer. Lilyhammer. <laughs> you sound the same. That's a terrible impersonation. And Al is actually doing Anthony doing Tom Brokaw. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what I'm doing. Anthony Cumia doing an impression of Tom Brokaw? Yes, that could be. You're doing. Oh, I never heard that. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell is Anthony? Oh, no wonder where I got it from. I knew I, I get it. I don't ever do anything on my own. I just 
Why take things that? from I don't know like that I and then I just incorporate it like it was mine. Well, who'd you steal the Sia from? That's not yours. Sia. That's from Ron and Fez. Oh, for God's sake! But I feel like I was part of that show. I, I could take it with me. It's like when you um, when a band goes solo, they get, the solo artist can still sing the band songs. Fair so enough. I felt like I was 69. able to take that. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, that's not. I his stole own. that from Gronk and knew, from Ronnie the Limo. About that until a few years ago. And from Ronnie the Limo. I stole that from two people. <laughs> uh, right, Ronnie the Limo driver <laughs> and Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take one final break. We we'll get your Boomer and Geo here to start off your Monday. Right now, however, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute. Oh, look who she's talking about—the great Irv Cross. I imagine it's Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Knicks win again. They beat the Pistons. Rangers lost. Devils lost. Islanders won. What else you got, Al? The Yankees played a game, Jerry, with the supposed new baseballs that uh, Major League Baseball is using this year. That's right. Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres said they didn't notice much change. I don't think you're going to notice. I mean, I think you know, here's what we'll notice. At the end of the year when we see the stats, that's what we'll notice. What, you think you the know, balls feel the same? Balls. Yeah, I think like – although someone like, like Garrett Cole seems very particular about the balls and how they'll feel in his hand. Sure. But, but I mean for a player hitting the ball or just grabbing it and throwing it real quick, like a pitcher's going to massage it. Right, they like really get into the ball. Yes, I think for a position player, I don't I don't see the issue. But they also said, Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres, well, you know, the weather in Tampa is different. We'll, we'll have to really see once we get into, you know, uh, April. Right, because the balls in- fly in the summer. Yeah, in these colder uh, cities. Did you see? uh, Did you watch any of that yesterday and see Tampa when they opened it? Oh, it's eighty degrees and sunny. Plus, there's no coronavirus there. Like, no one cares about coronavirus in Florida. (laughs) I don't know about that. Oh, I know about that. (laughs) Look around. I I do have friends that went to Florida this week, and they have said it is like Shangri La. Right. You have no idea there's a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, exactly. What else you got? Also, I have uh, Hulu. <laughs> Hulu's done uh, ticked off Mike Tyson, which you yeah. don't want to do. Now, why uh, is this? Well, they're supposedly developing a Mike Tyson series about his life, and they they didn't um, check with Mike Tyson. But you don't have to check with guys about doing these. things. You don't right? have to. But I, I enjoyed this tweet from Mike Tyson to Hulu. He uh, he tweeted, "Really, Hulu stealing a black man's story during Black History Month." Did not appreciate that, but is that stealing his story or like well, I don't know what the I don't know what it is. Is this his life story? Is that it's what, his life story? His ups and downs. But he's now, not he going to be paid for this. I guess not. And I but and he says he has one coming out anyway. Oh, so don't watch this Hulu one. How different do you think they'll be? Well, my guess is the Hulu one's going to really focus on the bad stuff. Oh, well then, if I was but I'm not interested if it's if it's like people act like actors acting like Mike Tyson and the. Uh, I want a Mike Tyson. We saw the Mike Tyson documentary a number of years ago. He You're did. right. You're right. Well, it makes it very hard to make it look like him because all of a sudden you know it's not him. It's a new month we today. It, Jerry. And that means March Madness on the fan is just around the corner.